Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this July 7th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons. Family-owned, full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Punick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us for this Thursday afternoon. And uh, we'll recap some Little League baseball action from last night that Martinsburg getting the win and moving on as the District 6 runner-up to the state tournament that will be held at Oatsdale Park next week. And uh, very back-and-forth game, Colin. Yeah, it was a fun one to uh, get to broadcast and announce. Enjoyed seeing uh, both teams out there, and it came down to the last play. Uh, Martinsburg, Aaron Wolf making a great catch in the left field above his head to make the grab to end the game. And if not, most likely uh, could have been Mineral County that got the win instead. At least one would have scored, maybe even two, as there were runners on the corners with two outs. But congratulations to uh, Martinsburg on getting the win and uh, Donnie Pebbles or Peebles, excuse me, going out there and uh, making sure that uh, his team was the better one that night. Yeah, it was a weird win. Uh, you know, four runs coming on just three hits. Uh, Mineral County out hit Martinsburg. They had nine hits last night. Uh, but those little mistakes, you know, came back and hurt them. And like you said, you know, Donnie Peebles did a good job of. Uh, even though he gave up hits, you know, not allowing those runs to come around to score. So that was, you know, a big part of their effort last night to get that win. But uh, taking care of or taking advantage of some little mistakes there from Mineral County uh, that came back and hurt them pretty bad. So, you know, good win for Martinsburg and, and both teams, you know, from the Eastern Panhandle representing the area in the district, I, I think is uh, – a good sign of, of the baseball in this area and uh, looking forward to the state tournament. Both those teams, I think have chances to go on runs. So uh, should be some fun next week. Definitely should be some fun. Again, we'll have the local broadcast for you. It'll all get started next Friday. Uh, we'll go on the air around five twenty ish as Martinsburg will do battle with Logan County, the district two champion That'll be 5.30 on field two. If Martinsburg wins, they will advance to the next side in the winner side of the bracket, playing uh, the winner of whoever wins the District 5 championship between Shinston and Clarksburg, and Central Greenbrier will play the winner of that one. Whoever wins that game will play the winner of that of the game, Martinsburg. If Martinsburg goes on to win, they'll go there. If not, they'll go get the double elimination side of the bracket, and then they will play on Saturday at 1 p.m. against uh, the loser of the game above between what I just mentioned. So either they're playing either of those teams, depending on who wins District 5. Um, and then that's in the Mountaineer side of the bracket. and the Herd side of the bracket, Jefferson, the District 6 champion, uh, will play District 8 champion. Uh, Summersville, that's Friday night at 7.30 on Field 1. If they win, they will play the winner of Elk District and Ona Milton. And if they lose, 
that game, or if they lose the game before, they'll go in the double elimination side and have to play at 1.30 on Saturday. Uh, but it should be a good one next week there at Oatesdale Park. A lot of young talent uh, coming going to be coming into the Eastern Panhandle. Jefferson's on the herd side? Yeah, they are. They're going to win it all? They are going to win well, it all. Maybe. Them or Martinsburg? Yeah. Well, Martinsburg's on the Mountaineer side. Yeah, but the herd side gives you that edge. It really does, I guess, right? You agree, Colin? No. No? I was waiting for Colin to chime in and say something. Uh, let's talk a little Legion baseball now. We were unable to broadcast a game last night due to, to broadcasting Little League, uh, but they played down there at P.O. Faulkner Park. They played Warrington post-72, and they got the win 8-6. to six. Uh, Good hitting day for them on the, on the pitching side. A few things didn't go the way they wanted to, but able to ultimately get the victory there, 8-6. to six. Um Two hits for Baden Hartman. Three hits for Kamian Gonzalez. He had an RBI. Colin Reed, one for four with an RBI. Uh, Connor Bailey, two for three with an RBI. Riley Bubb, two for three with two RBIs. Dylan Stevens, one for three with an RBI. And Landon Siffert went three for three with one run. And on the pitching side, Caleb Edwards got the win. Didn't have his best start for two-thirds innings. Five hits. Five or two hits, five runs, five earned, three walks, six strikeouts. Brad Smedic came in to close things out. Two and a third innings, two hits, one run, one earned, one walk, one strikeout, seven strikeouts for the two combined. And um, Berkeley Post 14 now 15 and six on the season. They'll play a double header on Sunday. Game will either be games will either be at Potomac State or at Hampshire High School. They'll be between um, Potomac Valley. Uh, let me pull up the schedule here if they have it on game changer he did send it to me so it'll be against Potomac Valley post 64 and then Kingwood um, not sure what no, what post number Kingwood is so they have not updated the schedule there let me pull up my messages with Trip. so 10am will be Potomac Valley post 64 versus Berkeley post 14 1230 Berkeley post 14 will be back in action playing Kingwood post 56 and we're trying to see if we can get down there and broadcast those games because they were game was originally scheduled to a game was scheduled to take place at P.O. Faulkner Park Sunday uh, but some things had to be moved around and next Wednesdays when I said yesterday was going to be a doubleheader will now not be a doubleheader because they've added that Potomac Valley game on Sunday so it'll just be one game on Wednesday at P.O. Faulkner Park against Potomac Valley post 64 as the regular season is coming to a close. Yeah, these guys are playing a great baseball. I think you said four-game win streak now, correct? Yeah. So they are peaking at the right time since uh, the season's coming to an end. So hopefully come postseason time, the uh, success continues for this Berkeley Post-14 team. Yeah, keep putting together wins, and uh, you know it's obviously a good thing. Uh, and it seems like... You know, they find different ways to win, whether it be a high-scoring game, kind of a lower-scoring game. Uh, pitching's been playing pretty well, you know, hitting the ball well all season. So uh, it's definitely an impressive Berkeley post-14 team, and I think they got a great chance uh, to do some things in the postseason, like Colin said. So 
and continue to fall on on their season and kind of get as much coverage of them as we can uh, with Lily going on as well. Yeah, and not sure of other changes to the schedule as the uh, game changer has not been changed yet. Trip Tobin still on vacation, uh, so I imagine once he gets back, the game changer will look a lot different. Uh, but again, those two games on Sunday, there's a game next Wednesday, and then they have three regular season games left after that, excuse me, according to the schedule. Not sure if they ended up moving that because it says that Kingwood game is supposed to be next Friday. Not sure if they're going to add a game with Kingwood as well. Uh, but if you look at the way it is moving, if you have those two games Sunday, a game Wednesday, a game Friday, and then two games on Saturday, uh, that's the rest of the regular season. And then I believe they'll play a two at best two out of three with Potomac Valley post 64 uh, as the area tournament uh, the week after that. But uh, that's still to be determined. Uh, but this team that uh, started out being able to do all the hitting and pitching kind of was a little bit there, a little not there, has now been able to transition and do both, do both very well so far in the last couple weeks. Yeah, we uh, spoke about that yesterday on how it's been a strength of the team to have the uh, hitting all around the lineup for Berkeley post-14, and then there were a lot of inconsistencies excuse me, there in the pitching, but that seems like it's uh, really gone away, and they found their groove on the mound in command, and you really like that from this team, and if that continues, then the success continues, but if we see the inconsistencies come back, for the uh, pitching side of things, it'll be a uh, different result, most likely, for Berkeley post-14. Anything, Nick? I don't really have any much much else to add there. All right, well, I'll do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix, sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more on their side of this break. Uh, news. Talk news for athletics in both Division I schools in the state of West Virginia. That's next after this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. And I fell heavy into your arms these days. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti. 
when you need justice. The South Morgan Volunteer Fire Department Carnival is August the 30th through September the 3rd this year with free admission. Enjoy the fun of this year's carnival with an amazing selection of rides, live music from great local artists, live auctions, contests, and the usual assortment of mouth-watering delicious food. Discounted ride wristbands and ride and food voucher combos are available in advance. The carnival is located at 10166 Winchester Grade Road in beautiful Berkeley Springs. Find out more about this fun event at firemanscarnival.com. That's firemanscarnival.com. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this Thursday, July 7th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today. And this is uh, Nick's last day for a week. He's going on vacation uh, from Friday to Friday. So it'll be Colin and I, potentially Avery and Dylan, uh, holding it down here on the Sports Mix for the next week after today. Uh, but you're going to catch some baseball, Nick. Yeah. Uh, planning on going to the Yankees-Red Sox game on Sunday. So looking forward to uh, that and... Sunday night baseball, big rivalry game. Yeah, yeah. Don't like either team, but, but not really going for that reason. But, you know, you got to cross a game like that off your list. If right. You're, if you're ever in the area, Colin doesn't have anything I, to I'm say. jealous. I mean, I've seen the uh, Subway Series. I went one time to uh, the new Yankee Stadium just to catch a game between the uh, Yankees and the Mets, and even though I'm not a fan of either of those teams, it's nice just to see a different atmosphere between rivals like that, so... Should be a fun one for you, Nick, to see the uh, intensity that is the Yankees and the uh, Red Sox rivalry. But uh, have fun enjoying a probably at least four hour plus game of baseball <laughs> yeah. between those two teams <laughs> with yeah. all the pitching changes. First they time like. going to Fenway to been to uh, Giant Stadium, been to the Yankee Stadium, but haven't been to Fenway yet. So looking forward to that. And now some news that Colin uh, is happy that we're talking about because he's a big West Virginia Mountaineers fan. Four Mountaineer football players were in the twenty were named to the twenty twenty two preseason All Big Twelve football team that was announced yesterday uh, by the Big Twelve Conference. Center Zach Frazier, kicker Casey Leg, defensive tackle Dante Stills, and cornerback Charlie Charles Woods made the twenty nine player team chosen by media representatives who cover the league. Uh, Kansas State had the most preseason choices with six, followed by Baylor's five and four each from West Virginia and West Virginia, Iowa State, Texas, and Oklahoma State, or by West Virginia and and Iowa State. Texas and Oklahoma State had three players picked, two from TCU, while Oklahoma and Kansas had one each. That's amazing. Uh, Texas Tech did not have a player recognized at all. Texas running back uh, Bajan Robinson also – also, the league's preseason offensive player of the year was one of two players who were unanimous choices. K-State running back Deuce Vaughn was the other wildcat pass rusher. Uh, not even going to try. Felix, not going to try Has how to say that last name. Uh, he was named the preseason defensive player of the year for Kansas. And then Oklahoma quarterback Dylan Gabriel, a Central Florida transfer, was tabbed as the Big 12's newcomer of the year. Uh, but West Virginia putting four on there. And uh, not surprising guys on there. At least Dante Stivels, Charles Woods, not surprised are on there. Yeah, three guys that are all in-state guys. So yeah. that uh, shows you how much uh, West Virginia football 
is uh, growing in the state and getting guys that are all Big 12 talent from Fairmont uh, Senior as well as, uh, I believe, what's the other school that uh, Casey like? Here it is. Hold on. Cross Lane Christians. I apologize there for forgetting that one, but it's definitely uh, promising to see that and four guys being on the Big 12 team and the media preseason poll comes out today, so it'll be interesting to see where WVU is uh, on that list too. Definitely, and uh, the uh, West Virginia announces their game promotions for the 2022 football season. The home opener versus Kansas is a gold rush presented by West Virginia Lottery. All encouraged, all fans encouraged to wear gold. Kickoff slated for 6 p.m. Uh, the matchup against Towson September 17th, Family Day. Uh, fans can purchase four tickets and a $25 concession voucher for as low as $150 per Family Day package. Kickoff for that game is at 1. WVU play its third Thursday night game of the season on October 13th when it hosts Baylor at 7 p.m. The matchup will be striped the stadium presented by WVU Medicine. Fans sitting in the even sections. Touchdown Terrace, that's 102, 104, 202, 204, etc. And the WVU students seated in the upper level. Student sections are encouraged to wear gold in the game. Fans sitting in the odd number sections and the WVU student sections in the lower level are encouraged to wear blue to the game. So stripe the stadium for there. And then uh, all fans are encouraged to wear blue Mountaineer gear as West Virginia battles Oklahoma on True Blue Saturday, November 12th. Uh, the game will also be Military Appreciation Day. And uh, WVU's final home game against Kansas State on November 19th will be Senior Day. So they announce all of that on Monday. Again, you can go to WVUgame.com to uh, get your season tickets and mini packages as well as single game tickets. You excited? I, You're gonna try I'm to get... excited, but at the same time, it used to be before the uh stripe the co- or stripe the uh stadium not just the coliseum they do that for basketball so i apologize there but striping or the true blue game that has come out here in probably past 5 6 years it used to be the big games that were like the gold rush and all these ones that you really wanted to get the crowd to be extra excited for and now a gold rush is for Kansas. Yeah, forgot to mention uh WVU well, home homecoming opener. October 29th or is the Big 12 home opener. Still, I want home games like back when they had it against LSU being a gold rusher. Big games that get the crowd excited. I understand the Baylor one as well as the Oklahoma one to be something special, but it kind of confuses me as to why the gold rush, which used to be the big game as your theme, is now almost just thrown in there for fun. You're going to try to make it to uh, that... October 13th Thursday night game if I can it's a big game against Baylor I know I'm looking forward to that one Baylor's going to be a tough one last time Oklahoma is at Milan Puskar Stadium as well most likely as a big 12 opponent I mean unless they play him in a non-conference but as a conference opponent it's the last time so yeah hopefully WVU can finally beat them WVU moves to the SEC yeah what what if they make a move that'd be interesting No offense, but I don't think they're good enough for the SEC. But Vanderbilt's in there, so. Exactly. But they're in there to bring up the GPA. (laughs) Just like Rutgers is in the Big Ten. I guess. (laughs) All right, let's move over now to the other Division I school in the state, Marshall. Uh, We've talked about how they're finally going to go through with this baseball stadium. Well, 
They announced it. They announced the plans. They announced how much it was going to cost. You got to start getting to the next point. The next point is we know where it's going to be, but how are they going to have that land? Uh, Well, the Huntington Municipal Development Authority has donated the land for the site of the future Herd Baseball Stadium uh, just along uh, the land at 2nd Avenue and 22nd Street adjacent to the softball complex. Uh, They've agreed to donate nearly four acres of land for the actual site of the future ballpark, but the university must acquire an additional four acres west of the stadium site in order to have all the needed project space. That land is currently owned by the McGinnis Investment Corporation. The city of Huntington has committed $8 million in the American Rescue Act funds for the stadium project, while private funding and various other sources of money will cover the remainder of the ballpark. Uh, Some other news along with that. University officials are wasting no time in moving forward towards the construction. A meeting uh, with potential construction bidders is scheduled for today, uh, and the opening on the bids for the stadium will take place July 21st at 2 p.m. If bids are acceptable and other uh, construction work moves forward without facing issues, construction could begin in October, which would be on time with that potential that uh, big timeline that has them starting in the spring of 2024. Yeah, it does seem like with this baseball stadium, compared to the previous attempts, things are moving a little bit quicker than what we've seen in the past. It, it seems like you know they're meeting deadlines for things, and it's they're not like trying to make the they're gonna make this happen. Yeah, it actually seems like it's happening. Before it was like okay, they, they got the land, and then it took, like, forever for them to do the groundbreaking or whatever. And then it was like, oh, there's an issue with the land and, and all and this And then COVID. And yeah. then... But with this one, it's like, okay, we have a plan here in place. It seems like they've acquired most of the land now with the donation there. Uh, and, and, and things are... But now you've got like that money to buy. To do they have else? that money to buy that other four acres of land? I I hope so. I mean, or, or is there a some kind of deal made money. between Marshall and the Board of Governors and I guess technically the state of West Virginia cuz Marshall a public entity in the state of West Virginia with the McGinnis Group, I don't know, maybe you make it the McGinnis Group Stadium. Yeah. No, they're going to call it the Mon South. What's that? Because it's WVU that's always going to dominate there, no matter how many times they go well, down. Uh, every once in a while, Marshall. Every once in a while. I mean, a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while too. Oh, you're funny. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's it gets kind of competitive. You can say, no, if, I know. Marshall, I'm just giving you guys a hard time. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if, if Marshall gets a baseball stadium, I think they have a chance to to build a pretty good team because, I mean, they're going into a, a really good baseball conference, and typically. Uh, you know, there are other sports outside or, or really most of the sports at Marshall are pretty good for their conference. And I think, uh, being in, in a baseball power conference and maybe having a, a new stadium will actually retract recruits because most of the guys they've brought in are really signing with Marshall because it's a D one offer, but it, it's not been a program that's been able to bring in a ton of talent just because, you know they don't they don't have a stadium they don't have a facility so that's not very attractive to most players so I think they have a chance to build a, a pretty good team there if this new facility gets built and it, it could be pretty exciting for the herd I mean you look at the softball program has been you know a really good softball program in Conference USA has had a, 
a few chances to get to the World Series. Uh, you know, came up short a little bit. So I think baseball could do something similar with that new facility. But uh, you know, it, it's good to see things moving and actually see like deadlines on when they went to get things done. I think Christian Spears has done a great job as the AD so far, and I think he's going to get this done. I think you have to commend him and new president Brad Smith. And I think it means, you know, as much as I wanted to criticize them hiring somebody who was never in higher education as their president in Brad Smith, I think everything means more to him because it's his alma mater. And he's literally from Canova, which is basically Huntington. Yeah. I mean, so I never had a problem with president Gilbert. No, no, no. But I'm saying like, I, when they hired him, I was like, why are they yeah, hiring somebody decision, that, maybe. yeah, why are they ha- hiring somebody that's never been in higher education, that's just a bolt- multi-billionaire from being a businessman? But if if he can help get things done because it means more to him, because Marshall is his lifeblood, it's, you know, that might help things too. Um, but I also think when you hire Christian Spears, you bring in a new perspective, an outside perspective, and he comes in in that first week. What did he have to deal with that first week? The didn't he have to deal with the uh, stadium lights thing? I'm not certain. At the baseball field, where they didn't have the lights and they had to postpone the game. Well, yeah, the players were complaining. About and then that, they complained yeah. they didn't have transportation. That was all in his first week. So yeah. I think when you get there and that's your first week, and you see that there's not only problems with them not having the light and then not giving transportation, you're like, we need to get this on on campus baseball stadium done. And now it could be built into a complex with the softball field. And then you feel more connected to everything. Because even if they did put it where it was going to go, that's still that's on campus, but not really on campus. Yeah. So I think they're moving in the right direction. And something that they also announced is they're forming its first, the athletic department is forming its first fan committee. The athletic department is now accepting applications Uh, for the Marshall Fan Committee in search of members who can help create the best fan experience on Thundering Herd game days and throughout the year. I think this is a pretty cool thing they're doing. You signing up? I mean, I don't go to games. I don't go to games, so. Can't go to games? Fairweather fan. (laughs) No, but they want people that are there all the time. Send somebody to represent you. (laughs) The athletic department says it's looking for... They need Eastern Panhandle representation, Spencer. (laughs) They do. Yeah, you're right. Aren't you the head of the Marshall Thundering no. Herd Committee in the Eastern Panhandle? He's definitely not. Is there even one? There is. There's an alumni association. See, he knows that it exists. Hey, Vinnie Curry going to the Marshall Football Hall of Fame. Well-deserved for him. Yeah. Or Marshall Athletics Hall of Fame. Jack Lingle. I thought he was already in. I thought he was, too. Jack Lingle. I thought he was already in, too. The he football coach hired, in, in. hired after the plane crash. Surprised he wasn't in, but he's going in. I think they made the right choice putting those in. Uh, but nonetheless, I think Marshall, where they are now, is a lot different than where they were a year ago. Yeah, I mean, and a I lot think, has changed. And I think moving in the right direction is helping. I think a new mind coming in, as much as I wanted them uh, to hire uh, the interim AD, I think a new mind coming in helps things. Yeah. Because I, they, they've kind of changed things around. They've kind of reorganized the whole athletic department, and that can help them into the future, Nick. Yeah, I mean, I, I've liked everything I've heard from Christian Spears when we had him on the show. Uh, listened to him on Paul Swan's show, The Drive, a few times. Uh, and just I think he's brought a lot to the, the university already, and 
the athletic program seems to be going in a new direction and a uh, good direction. I think. Yeah, and the only problem with getting a baseball field is I've seen people are like, oh, well, they'll put a minor league team there. Minor league teams are few and far between these days with the reorganization of minor league ball. I mean, you have that team in Charleston, the Dirty Birds, who were a minor league affiliated as the West Virginia Power, but then that affiliation got lost. They became an independent league. Unless you can bring in an independent league, but I don't think you can really do that with a team already there in well, Charleston. They joined the Atlantic League, which is what Charleston's a part of. I mean, that could be a nice little rivalry there. Charleston it could be, but I don't know how much that would there'd be a market for it. I don't know. It seems like the Atlantic League continues to expand, and it's like that. Uh, but that's so far down the line. They have to build the stadium yeah. first. All right, well, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just a supply store any longer, cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It is family-owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Half Wilson Way. Go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, we will get into some NFL news and just kind of whip around the, uh, ML- the NFL, MLB, and the NBA. Big trade going down at the show yesterday. We'll talk about that when we come back on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini. right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. Advanced technology, compassionate care. That's what you get with WV Medicine General Surgery. Our expert team of board-certified surgeons at WV Medicine Berkeley Medical Center and Jefferson Medical Center combines state-of-the-art technology with patient-centered medical care. With three convenient locations, WV Medicine General Surgery offers a variety of robotic and laparoscopic surgery options featuring revolutionary treatments resulting in better surgical outcomes and quicker recoveries. For appointments, call 304-596-2150. When you are looking for the perfect gift, look no further than L.A. Roberts Jewelers at 146 North Queen Street in downtown Martinsburg. Choose from a huge selection of unique items from the finest diamonds that make your eyes sparkle to exquisite timepieces, figurines, and collectibles. Buying from L.A. Roberts Jewelers means that you've made the decision to do business with people who've excelled in the industry for more than 100 years. They'll be here tomorrow when you need them, and if you need your jewelry or your watch repaired, they'll do that too. L.A. Roberts in downtown Martinsburg. Old world jewelers for a new age. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today. 
A lot to break down in the professional ranks. Uh, Yesterday afternoon after the show, sitting in here doing some work, got a, uh, was was tuned in to a, to some stuff on Twitter, saw uh, that they had reworked Baker Mayfield's contract. He was taking less money. And that was the only tweet that I saw. And in my head, I was like, that means they're preparing to trade him. A trade would be imminent, excuse me. And then I saw a couple tweets later that that was going to happen, that they were preparing for a trade. I was like, oh, maybe it'll take a day or two. Nope. Panthers. To the Panthers now. The Panthers, not only did they trade up to get a quarterback in the draft, they already had a quarterback on their, you know, veteran quarterback on their roster. Now they have three quarterbacks vying for the starting role. They do. And I think Baker Mayfield's going to probably end up winning that job between him, Sam Darnold, and uh, Matt Corral. But I think it's definitely a situation where Cleveland might have really messed up here because we know that Deshaun Watson's probably going to get suspended. Um, And that could come out, the results of the investigation, trial, whatever, the hearings could come out in the next three to four weeks. Yeah, so now their option will probably end up being Jacoby Brissett, and they're going to pay, you know, Watson however much he's due this season, part of that guaranteed $230 million contract. They're going to pay Baker Mayfield $10.5 million to pay, play for another team. So they're going to pay, you know, a significant amount of money uh, to the quarterback position, and they're going to go to their third option there. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I mean, I, I think Baker is a quarterback that, has still some talent. Uh, obviously, he was hurt all of last year. I think he still is more of a gunslinger. You know, I'd, I'd put him in like the 15 to 20 range in terms of quarterbacks in the NFL. And what he'll do for Carolina, I don't think they'll be, you know, a playoff team with or without him. I think he can uh, brings a, a little bit of stability to the position. Um, and they do have some offensive weapons there. I mean, DJ Moore. Uh, Christian McCaffrey and, and now Mayfield at quarterback. So, you know, they're a formidable offense, at least, with him. I mean, I've never been big on Sam Darnold. Never. I haven't either. I don't. I never really got the hype there when he came out of USC. Uh, but, you know, most of the quarterbacks in that 2018 first round, besides Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, are now on new teams. So I think that's kind of interesting uh, that the two quarterbacks that were picked later in the draft – have been the two most successful so the numbers wise here uh it's a it was the trade agreed upon is for it's a swap for a pick so mayfield for a 2024 conditional pick which will either be a fourth or fifth round in 2024 depending on uh mayfield's playing time in carolina for the pick to go to a fourth rounder mayfield would have to play 70 percent of the snaps and obviously if he plays less than 70 then it will be a fifth-round pick. Uh, but the Panthers will pay $4.85 million of Mayfield's salary, while the Browns will pay him $10.5 million. Uh, source told Adam Schefter, Mayfield has agreed to convert the remaining of his $18.8 million salary into incentives to facilitate the deal, which is pending a phys- physical. He can earn back that money based on the team performance in Carolina. Uh, you know, it's kind of ironic here. Who do the Panthers play in week one? Carolina. The Browns. The Panthers. Panthers can't play Carolina. They are Carolina. They're playing the Gamecocks. (laughs) South Carolina. I thought you said the Browns. But yeah, week week one, 
the Browns will visit Carolina. So, <laughs> kind of funny. And if he starts, I think he'll have a big game against the Browns. Uh, but Revenge game? Yeah, they only got a fifth-round pick, which or maybe or maybe a fourth. but Fourth or fifth. Depends I mean, the Ravens on if he plays 70. Ravens got a fifth-round pick for Kari Vedbeck. So <laughs> I still think that's the funniest thing. It's to hard ever to happen. feel bad for Browns fans anymore because why are you staying with this team as a fan base when they continuously mess up situations? Says the Commanders fans. Fair <laughs> enough. Fan. Fair enough. <laughs> I'll stop that point. You win because they're loyal, Colin. I mean, I hate the Browns, so I, I think it's funny. Yeah, this started way before the trade, like you said, with them messing up the situation. They burned the bridge already, and kind of were. I mean, he came out last forcibly week having to trade Baker because yeah. there was no chance that Baker was going to play for them if he was on that bench. He came out last week, I believe he was at a quarterback camp or something, helping out, and he was asked a question by the media about that, and he said basically. Basically, last week he said the relationship's over. So we yeah. knew it was coming. I think he just finally came to terms the relationship was over last week, and then his agent had to work out the – he worked with his agent to figure out, yeah, I'll take less money from the Browns. I'll rework this contract. What will the Browns do? And obviously, who wants my services? What will they pay? So, I mean, it took a week for that to happen. But when I heard that last week, I was like, he's getting traded in the next week or two. And I'm happy for Baker. I'm a Baker Mayfield fan. He's a winner, so I hope he does well in uh, Carolina. I think you'll have some decent weapons around him, especially if uh, McCaffrey's healthy there in the uh, backfield. That combo could uh, be pretty entertaining this season, but wish him luck, and he, he deserves a better opportunity than what the Browns gave him. Yeah, definitely. Now let's move to the MLB. Uh, Shohei Otani. continues to dominate he's extended his streak of starts without an earned run to four uh he won he struck out 10 last night allowing one earned unearned run in a 5-2 victory over the marlins over the last he's not allowed an earned run over the last 28 and two-thirds innings pitched the third longest streak by an angel starter within a season in the last 50 years It was a fourth straight start without allowing an earned run. In his third, at least with 10 strikeouts and zero earned runs, he is the sixth pitcher to accomplish that feat since earned runs became official in the first time since Jacob deGrom did it in 18 to 19. And uh, he's trending up there towards uh, talk, early talk here about halfway through the year for the AL MVP. Yeah, right now it's probably between Otani and uh, Aaron Judge, who's had a phenomenal year with the. uh, Yankees so far so it should be competitive uh between those two for that race through the uh rest of the season it's just sad to see guys like Otani and Trout on a team that has continuously struggled though even though they are arguably the best two players in the MLB it's surprising that they have a worse record than the Orioles do this season with guys like that on their roster it's baffling to a lot of MLB fans but Otani is uh one in a million guy I hope to uh, get to see him play this weekend when the Angels come to uh Baltimore and I'm Saturday? happy I'm gonna try to go Saturday if I can but I'm happy that he won't be pitching against Baltimore <laughs> um yeah. 
I was going to say, is I think MVP is going to be an interesting race because, and I've kind of felt this way for a while about Shohei Otani, is if he's pitching at an elite level and hitting at a pretty high level, how do you vote for anybody else? The yeah. only thing is the team success isn't there uh, for the Angels and the uh, team success is obviously there for the Yankees. So, you know, that would give the edge to Aaron Judge, but it's just like, you know, the guy's hitting 259 right now with 18 home runs and 53 RBIs. I mean, that's pretty dang good. And, you know, last year he hit 46 home runs. I don't know if he'll get close to that again this year, but if he hits, you know, 30 something homers and comes close to 100 RBIs and hits around 260. It's hard to vote against ERA them, plus of an ERA of two or whatever. Yeah, 2.44 ERA as we speak, eight and four as a starter, and then a 259 batting average. Like, I mean, he's doing it at both levels at a above relatively average high rate. I think hitting is above average or about average, but yeah. his pitching is way above average. Yeah, so I mean. How do you vote for anybody else is kind of the question, but also the fact that the Angels just aren't a good team might hold him back, but it never really held Mike Trout back from getting MVPs. So we'll see uh, how it comes down to things there. And uh, right now I would give the edge to Judge, though, just because he's on the best team in baseball, and I think he's had an incredible season with his 30 home runs so far. I mean, he might hit you know close to 60, so going to be hard to vote against that if he puts up those Shohei Otani though he is much must watch baseball right now I saw a little stat last night on he was so he pitched against the Marlins last night in Miami at, at Lone Depot Park uh, Marlins have the lowest attendance in the MLB I believe they average 11,000 per game Wednesday nights though they only average about 7,500 fans there were nearly 19,000 fans at Lone Depot Park last night to watch him pitch. So we obviously people in America are recognizing that he's doing both and that he's dominating, at least 100% dominating on the on the pitching side and hitting pretty well for or doing pretty well on the hitting side. So for people to go out and flock to that game on a Wednesday night in Miami says a lot about the game and Shohei Otani helping grow the game of baseball. Yeah, but must-watch baseball. The other point is the Yankees are must-watch baseball yes. for how good of a season they're having almost at 60 wins so far, and we're just past the uh, midway point of the season. Hate to say that because I absolutely hate the Yankees, but, I mean, last night, six home runs in a 16 nothing win against the uh, Pirates, and the shortest home run was 385 feet, so they were all bombs out of PNC there so if you're just a baseball fan which one's more must watch baseball what the Yankees are doing right now or what Otani's doing yeah that is definitely true and before we wrap up this segment uh, we'll talk some NBA Uh, we're here about what a week it's been a week since the free agency signing period and the whole thing went down with KD and he's still on the nets. Uh, The prospects there aren't really as big as what was thought about a week ago. So uh, will he get traded? Who will he get traded to? And how much will that trade pool be? Yeah, I think things are interesting there with Kevin Durant, the whole situation, because, you know, what is the reasoning for teams not maybe 
a deal not being done at this point. Because... Are people still saying that he wants to still play with Kyrie or no? I don't know. I don't know, but Kyrie... Because there was that couple days where they were like, they both want to go to the same place. So in my mind, I'm like, how are you, as a team that wants one of them, being able to make a trade to get both? Yeah, I mean, it's almost impossible with the salary cap that you'd have to take on there. Uh, but, you know, maybe is it is it KD maybe getting a little bit older? You know, he's coming off the injuries. He's been kind of banged up. Uh, a lot recently does that maybe have something to do with his value maybe not being valued as much as it was at one point i mean you know it in kevin durant you're still getting a seven footer essentially that can you know do everything that a point guard can do and you know score at a very elite level um so a team will come through here but maybe the nets are valuing him higher than the rest of the league, which is interesting. And I mean, we saw that Rudy Gobert trade, and I said it yesterday, like, that's what Gobert was valued at from the Timberwolves. How is Kevin Durant going to be valued? And I think it'd be more, but, I mean, I felt like that was a lot of compensation for Gobert, and we haven't seen a team uh, come up with a trade that the Nets have accepted here, and I would think that, you know, there'd probably be a lot of demand for KD in terms yeah. of what kind of players you want back. It's just crazy how it's been nearly a week and Does he come home? very much dwindled. Are you talking to DC? Yeah. No. I, no. I don't want to even get into that anymore because uh, it, it happened. The prospects aren't said, there. The likelihood's more. He said two all-star players, Bradley Beal and Porzingis, have both been all-stars. The trade? No, in terms of oh. who he wants to play with. I don't know. I'm not getting my hopes up, but that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We'll wrap things up on the other side of this break. Talk Nats and O's. Uh, Nats get two guys in the Futures game. We'll talk about that when we return and close things out on today's edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. I'm Matthew Foldy, and I approve this message. Paid for by Matthew Foldy for Congress. This is Governor Larry Hogan. One-party government in Washington is hurting Americans across the country. Inflation is out of control. Crime is on the rise. People are fed up. That's why it's essential that we elect strong, common-sense conservatives to Congress. Conservatives like Matthew Foldy. Matthew Foldy represents a new generation of conservative leadership. He fought with us to take on the one-party monopoly in Annapolis, and I trust him to hold the career Washington politicians accountable. Matthew Foldy gets results. As a conservative investigative reporter, he exposed corruption across the federal government. He will bring honesty and integrity to Washington while making sure our voice is heard. So please join me in supporting Matthew Foldy for Congress in Maryland's 6th Congressional District. Early voting runs from July 7th to July 14th, and Election Day is July 19th. Learn more at www.matthewfoldy.com. 
At Mountaineer Kitchens and Baths, we ensure your home is both beautiful and functional. We've been taking care of our neighbors for over 25 years. We specialize in kitchen and bathroom remodeling from start to finish, from design until installation. Whether it's countertops, cabinets, backsplashes, or full baths, we've got you covered. Custom work done with care. We are Mountaineer Kitchens and Baths. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you. This segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors. John Everson and Phil McCoy call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304 304- 263-4343 or stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. We're wrapping things up on this Thursday edition of the Sports Mix, talking Nationals and Orioles. Nationals get back in the win column last night and do it uh, again, giving up two solo shots to Kyle Schwarber. That's back-to-back games with two solo home runs, and he's still doing it a year after he did it for the Nationals before they traded them to the Red Sox. I mean... It's, he likes June and July like way more than any month, apparently. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Schwarber's, you know, an elite home run hitter when he gets going. Uh, he kind of had his struggles there toward the end in Chicago, but was pretty good for the Nats, you know, last year, like you mentioned. And He's got 27 on homers the on the season. That's second behind Judge, who's got 30. I'm hoping we see them in the home run derby. I'm still surprised that... We haven't heard anybody announced for that. That's that'll be a little a few weeks, probably the next few days. I mean, I know I have a thing on my uh, this date, like on my memories, that Juan Soto made the home run derby. Uh, I believe it was for last year. I believe he was in there. I think you're correct. Yeah, yeah. I got that notification a year ago, or saw the post from the Nationals. Uh, but they get a three-two victory last night over the Phillies. The rubber match today at 4. We'll get on the air with their broadcast at 3.35. And the Nats get two guys named to the All-Star Futures team. That's in uh, prospect Darren Baker, the son of Dusty Baker, and right-handed pitcher uh, Cade Cavalli. They've been selected to that game. Uh, Baker, the 10th-round pick for the Nats in 2021 out of the UCAL Berkeley. He's hitting 264, 13 doubles, a homer, 20 RBIs, 20 walks, 10 stolen bases. In high A, Wilmington, Cade Cavalli ranks third uh, in the Nats minor league system with 68 strikeouts this year. He's 3-0 with a 2.31 ERA, 41 strikeouts, and a 182 hitting percentage against. And uh, those guys are the highest prospects, I believe, for the Nationals that have the bigger upside for them. And uh, Cade Cavalli potentially could make his major league debut this season. Uh, but, yeah, they'll be at the Futures game showing things off. And uh, the Orioles get their first sweep since last year when they swept the Nationals. And as Colin said, ended it all because the Nats ended up trading everything off days later. Yep. But it was an 18-loss month prior to all the trades for the Nats. But the Orioles sweep Three of them, them were, were just to the, broke the Orioles. Back. <laughs> Orioles had Gunnar Henderson chosen to the future. Gene, there you go. And been excited about him uh, since they drafted him, really. I thought he was going to be a pretty good player out of high school. Yeah, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. And Nick going on vacation. Have a fun vacation, Nick. And you'll be back on the Sports Mix Monday uh, the 18th. So 
Have a fun vacation, Nick. I will. Thank you. For Nick, Colin, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow.